Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. I'm Paul White. It's the ninth day of January. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yesterday, we did a lot of announcements. We told you about upcoming things. We talked a little bit about the tax receipts we're going to be mailing out into the month. If you need information about that and you missed yesterday, check it out. Okay, today, let's get back into the Genesis account. We only quote, read one verse for you yesterday. That's Genesis 18, 23, where Abraham asks God, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Short answer is no. What this leads to is this conversation between God and Abraham in which Abraham asked, would you spare the city for 50 righteous? God says, yes, I will. Abraham says, would you spare it for 45? Yes. 40? Yes. 30? Yes. 20? Yes. 10? Yes. So there's this, almost this comedy that happens between God and Abraham as Abraham will be like, oh, uh, you know, I'm just, I want to say it again. Uh, just permit me to speak. I've taken it upon myself. I know I shouldn't ask, but I'm going to ask. And then that takes you all the way down through the end of the chapter, which is verse 33. I have focused for so long in this story, and I was rereading it, preparing my heart for the podcast, just trying to get back in the mentality of trying to get into inside the mind of Abraham and inside the conversation. What I've walked away with and have done for so many years is, why didn't Abraham keep praying? Like, why didn't he, he, he says 10 and then why didn't he say, well, Lord, would you spare it if you just found five? Would you spare it if you just found four? Would you spare it if you just found three? And you could say, well, you know, he's already pushed it from 50 to 45 to 40 to 30, 20 to 10. He's not going to push it on down. Um, and, and I've been a little critical. I've, I've said before that the point of this is don't stop interceding. If Abraham would have just kept interceding, he would have gotten it all the way down to where um, you know, God, of course, says, yes, I'll spare it for five or four or three or whatever. Um, I don't think that's the point. And I, I think I've missed that for too long. Uh, I see something else. And, and what I see, this is going to sound, there's irony in this. What I see is actually what I don't see. Let me explain. I don't see Abraham actually intercede for Lot. He never says to the Lord, uh, what about Lot? I mean, you're going down to Sodom to destroy the city. Can you at least spare Lot? He never does. He just assumes that if God goes to Sodom, first of all, he assumes Sodom will fail the test. So Abraham knows something about their reputation. Because when God says, I'm going to go down to Sodom and see if it's as bad as I've heard it is, Abraham doesn't go, eh, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> So he knows the city, he knows the reputation, and he knows why God is there. He doesn't say, hey, in the middle of whatever it is you're going to do, can you spare it for, for Lot's sake? That got me to thinking, okay, why doesn't Abraham say anything about Lot? And what I come up with is Abraham assumes that God is going to do what God is going to do. It's why he intercedes on behalf of a general number and then dares to ask God to dwindle that number down. It never crosses his mind that God would just take Lot and his family out before he destroys the city. And what it really speaks to me is how foreign the mercy of God is was to Abraham 
And that's an indication as to how foreign the mercy and actions of God are to all of us. We, and I say this not proudly, I say it hoping I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. We attribute the worst possible response to God. We almost always do. That God is mad. God will kill. God is angry. God brought devastation and destruction. We almost by default put attributes onto God we wouldn't put onto ourselves in our worst day. And we do it thinking that we're upholding the holiness of God. It never crosses Abraham's mind that God will just get Lot out of the city and then destroy it. To Abraham, if God comes in to do destruction, everybody's in trouble. And I I find that interesting that he never calls Lot out by name. Now we know, based on what happens in the next chapter, that God does spare Lot. He doesn't spare the whole city, and that's Abraham's intercession. Not as if Abraham cares for the Sodomites, but he cares for his nephew. And I think he sees that intercession as a way of saving Lot's life. I guess my my thoughts, my point of that, God's better than we think he is. And I think maybe what we ought to realize is that he's always been better than we thought he was. We haven't always thought the best of God. If there's any repentance that needs to happen, we always talk about repenting from sin. Maybe one of the things we ought to repent of of is to go to God and say, God, I'm sorry for how I always assumed the worst about you. I always assumed this. Your anger, your, your wrath. And I didn't understand what it meant. And I think that could be the, my personal takeaway from the intercessory story of Abraham. The reality is, is that at the end of the day, God spares who God is going to spare while the judgment falls on the city. And let's put it in his hands. Abraham's intercession actually did nothing. God went in, destroyed the city, spared Lot. I don't know, maybe another thing you could take away from this is maybe God reads the heart of Abraham, that Abraham, what Abraham's really praying about but just doesn't have the nerve to say is, would you spare it for my nephew's sake? But he can't bring himself to pray all the way down to the possibility of only one righteous. And yet God knows his heart, so... I guess take consolation in this. Maybe you don't know how to pray. Maybe you're not praying, quote-unquote, properly. But God knows your heart. And when God shows up at Sodom, He delivers the object of Abraham's heart, the object of Abraham's prayer, even though Abraham never actually called out his name. That's of great interest to me. Now, What I want to do tomorrow is I want to go into the city of Sodom in the 19th chapter of Genesis with these two angels and have this confrontation with the men of Sodom, Lot, the angels, reiterate yet again why I think they are there and what they are looking for, and then 
the subsequent destruction that happens and then the descendants of Lot that comes out of what is a pretty harsh 19th chapter of Genesis. We'll do that tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.